Welcome to the SSNC Alps Advisors Podcast. I'm Carl Zeller, and in this episode, I'm joined by a REIT investment pioneer for a conversation around some of the key trends and takeaways in the listed real estate market. Today, we'll discuss some of the underappreciated qualities of REITs in today's environment and give our perspective around some of the negative headlines. And we'll talk most importantly about why we're optimistic about the entry point for listed REITs and how we're positioning the portfolio in our actively managed REIT ETF, ticker REIT. I'm excited to have Nick Tenora, Portfolio Manager of the Alps Active REIT ETF with us today. Nick, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Nick, you've spent over three decades investing in both public and private real estate. Much of that experience has been in the public arena. You manage a REIT strategy with a 17-year history of consistent alpha generation over different market cycles and conditions. And we launched the Alps Active REIT ETF in February of 2021, and we'll be celebrating our three-year anniversary of the ETF vehicle in a few short months. You have a tremendous amount of experience. You've been through multiple cycles. It would be great to get started with your current thoughts on this cycle and where we are today in the listed real estate market. So let's start with our sort of answer to this question, which is it's our view that sentiment seems overly negative given the environment and that the discounted valuations in the REIT market uh, present an attractive uh, entry opportunity and valuation. We have large uh, NAV discounts and the market in total is trading at an implied cap rate of 7.7%. These levels typically bode well for future returns. So let's dig into cycles because we've I've been through a few of these. And I think what's going on right now is we have this tug of war between real estate and REIT fundamentals and some of the strength of the REIT companies in terms of strong balance sheets, high quality assets, et cetera. And the other side is the, the sentiment and some of the macro trends, most notably uh, increasing interest rates uh, inflation, which has gone up and is now uh, receding, and and some of the problems with, in particular, the office property environment. And so you have the negative on one side and the positive on the other, and the market is going through this tug of war. So what we're getting right now is a very choppy market, both up and down. So for example, on Tuesday of this week, the REIT market popped 5%. Um, based on more favorable news about interest rate and inflation coming down. And so we think we're going to, this choppiness is going to remain, but we think the long-term uh, trend will be upward. And so why do we feel this way? And why do in particular, I feel so strongly about this? Well, I've been through a number of cycles and typically the way they work is the initial move is down as valuation gets reset. The cause of this reset can vary uh, in a maybe a normal, quote unquote, normal real estate market. Uh, you might have uh, too much development and then that gets delivered into a recessionary environment and values get reset. This cycle, the cause of it has been inflation and interest rates. And so 
it feels like we're nearing sort of the end or the peak of, of those trends. One never knows. And, and the market typically overreacts. And so I think that's where we're at right now is the valuations in the REIT market have gone too far. And these discounts seem too uh, severe for the environment. And then once you bottom, and one never knows until it's over, but we feel like uh, we're in a bottoming process, then typically you have a pretty long kind of up cycle and a recovery period. And so that's where we, we think we're at right now. And Nick, let's dig into some of those negative headlines around real estate broadly and talk about what's happening on the ground in listed real estate. You mentioned office in your opening comments, and maybe we could start there. So the headwinds in the office sector are well known, and the perception is that office accounts for a large portion of the listed real estate market. Can you help us understand how that exposure to the office sector in the REIT market has changed over the course of the last 20 years or so? And what does that look like today? Sure. So let's start with that answer. Uh, early in my career, the office market was probably around 30% of the universe. Today, the traditional office market is about 4% of the REIT universe. So it's come down a lot. That's been a combination of reducing values of office REITs, some going private, and then the growth of other property types, in particular, what we call non-core property types, which is now the majority of the REIT universe. The problems in the office market in general are real. Uh, you have the work from home trends, which have hit demand, and it's generally an a higher leveraged property type. And so you have the whole refinancing risk, which is a real issue. The problems will not hit everyone equally, however. So it varies by market and it varies by property type. And in this case, the REIT office universe is much better positioned than office owners at large. And so the REIT market generally consists of high quality companies with class A property, and more fixed rate leverage uh, than others. The, and the, the office owners and companies that are going to have real problems are going to be those that have B and C quality assets. Maybe they've had uh, lease terminations right now into this weakening market and their capital structures haven't been planned well. So they probably have a higher leverage than they should and variable rate debt. And so those are the people that are going to be in real trouble and they're probably giving back the keys and going into foreclosure and don't have a lot of value. The REIT market doesn't have very much of that uh, in these companies. Yeah. So to expand on that a little bit, the other area of concern has been around rising interest rates and refinancing risk in real estate generally. Can you provide some additional insight on REIT capital structures and balance sheets and really how they've evolved in recent years. So the, the REIT capital structure and balance sheets have evolved quite nicely over the decades. Some of this, some people have learned this the hard way, I would say, but generally speaking, REITs are, are well managed. They run their businesses with lower leverage. Uh, 
and they have typically fixed rate debt for the most part. So the REIT universe in total right now has a leverage level of about 35%. More than 85% of the debt is fixed. And most of it is termed out over, you know, three to 10 year periods. And, and uh, so as these companies have to refinance their debt, that's not that meaningful any given year and they don't have a lot of short-term problems. And so while uh, a private opportunity fund borrower, for example, might have 60% leverage at variable rates, that entity's interest rate has gone from, you know, call it 3% to 8% in less than a year. And while your average REIT is going to go from call it four to six percent over seven to ten years, and so it's a, it's a much smoother ride. The other thing about REITs, especially the larger companies, is they have better access to capital and different sources, so they can go secured, unsecured, etc. Different types of borrowers or sorry lenders, and so they're really well positioned not only to make it through this cycle but to take advantage of the distress of others. Okay, so you're actively managing a portfolio of listed REITs. You have the flexibility to over or underweight different property sectors. And again, you mentioned this earlier, those property sectors extend beyond the traditional or what we would call core property sectors like office, retail, apartments, industrial and much of the portfolio is tilted to non-core sectors. So if you look at your portfolio, how are you currently positioning it today to take advantage of opportunities that you're seeing in the market? So let me just start with how we manage money in the sector. So we run a best ideas, high conviction approach, and uh, it's based on bottom-up research and stock selection is generally a very large driver of our returns and excess returns. And we complement that with modest sector tilts. In terms of how we're positioned right now, the majority of the portfolio, as Carl said, is in non-core property types. Our office weight at the moment is 3% as an example. We are overweight and focused on companies with the strongest balance sheets and very limited short-term maturity risk. So while the REIT market itself has strong balance sheets, our portfolio is even has even stronger, has companies with even stronger balance sheets. And the majority of our portfolio is in property types with solid fundamentals, some of which are benefiting from long-term secular tailwinds. So for example, the industrial property markets, which are going through some deceleration of rent growth right now, but in general are benefiting from the e-commerce trends. And right now, companies in the sector have 50% positive leasing spreads, which means they're going to have NOI growth for a, a steady NOI growth for quite a long time from here. Uh, second sector, we like single family rentals, which is benefiting from uh, demographic trends and the lack of housing affordability and lack of inventory. And so that's a sector that has done really well and we expect it will continue to do well. It's one of the best performing property sectors uh, so far this year. And the last one is data centers. 
<clears throat> which is benefiting from growth in mobile data usage, cloud storage, and probably artificial intelligence, although we don't think that's priced into these names just yet. Nick, why should investors take a look at listed REITs now and consider an allocation? We think the sentiment is overly negative. We feel like the cycle is in the bottoming process. You know, one never knows the bottom until it's over. So I, I can't tell you with certainty that's a fact, but it certainly feels that way as we bounce around here. And the valuations right now of a 7.7% implied cap rate and a 23% discount to net asset value in uh, a 5.5% dividend rate uh, just feel very attractive. And in fact, in our opinion, give you an asymmetric risk profile where a lot of your downside is covered. And if things improve uh, even modestly, we think there's a lot of upside in the marketplace. Great. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate your time and insight as always. Thank you. You can find more information about the Alps Active REIT ETF, ticker REIT, by visiting alpsfunds.com. Thanks again for joining us.